Hello, guys. Um, it's Morbin time. It's Morbin <laughs> time. Uh, we're back. Are we going to be back again? I mean, we've we've come back. We've had a comeback so many yeah. times now, and then we've just disappeared off the face of the earth. But it's like a real comeback this time. Yeah, we're really coming on backs now. So many. Yeah. If you have a back, it's got come on it because we like Britney after uh, the conservatorship. You know. Yeah. Wait, what? Did she get common on her back after the conservatorship? Yeah, oh, oh. her. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're we're back in town. It's been three-ish months. Where have mm. we been? Don't ask questions, okay? Don't ask questions like that. We've been in the doldrums, really, just doing exams. Yeah, exam season gone top of us. A lot of massive life changes um, and crazy stuff happening. I did an event. We did an event, yeah, there was an event, uh, that was good, thanks for everyone who came to that Film You Live, uh, that was pretty pretty cool. I was going to say pretty sicko mode, but then it's like, is sicko mode like, is that acceptable? Is that okay? I, I think it's okay. If I say something sicko mode, I don't mean like people got trampled to death. No, you can reference the Drake part. Okay, yeah, That's that was pretty good. Yeah. The better I mean... part of the song, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. But yeah, welcome back to that film you like. Uh, who cares what episode it is now? We've lost track. It doesn't matter. We're, everything's a mess. This also might be going onto a streaming service. So hello, welcome. Um, as soon as we've missed three months of music, do not expect us to talk about every single thing that released in that three months. Yeah, We're, we're tired, man. It's been crazy. Everything's been too a bit much. mad. There's too much music possibly to talk about so. yeah we're going to try and talk about the big ones we're going to try and talk about the stuff we listen to and this is not gonna we're gonna go on okay we're gonna go on for a couple of hours so if you just want to like chill and just like i don't know recently i've been listening to podcasts and playing tetris as i do it if you want to do that if you want nice. to sit back relax listen to us and play some tetris go on because we're going to be we're going to be going for, for a bit um so let's begin with, uh, what do you want to begin with? Uh, I don't Can know. Can we go chronological we... order? Oh, yeah, I, I that's don't... what I was going to say. Are we going for the biggest thing or the order? I think we should just do a random order. Yeah, okay. Um, let's talk about the new Pusha T album. Okay. Can I talk about the new Pusha T album? <clears throat> I can talk about that for a minute if you want. I don't mind. For, for a minute, only a minute. Yeah, but it's like we have to really speed through because I'm I don't okay. know if I'd, I'd be comfortable to talk about it more than one minute. Okay, wow. Uh, so yeah, Pusha T dropped a new album called "It's Almost Dry." Um, yeah. It's it's an album, and it's uh, half produced by Kanye, half produced by Pharrell Williams. Obviously, Pharrell, Pharrell, and Pusha T have. Uh, Collabed before, and so has Kanye and Pusha, obviously on Daytona. But Pusha T and Pharrell, they were part of like a group called Clips, right? Clips or Clips? Snips. Yeah. Clips. Clips. <laughs> Snips. There's a rival group. Snips. <laughs> Snips versus Clips. Um, and so yeah, that I think Pharrell just like produced a lot for Clips. Yeah. Like in the wasn't wasn't clips like Pusha and his brother? Uh, I, that mixed I think up? so. I think so. Yeah. 
I'm not well versed. I think his name's No Malice, but I don't know much about him. Too fair. Yeah. He he features on this album, I think. But generally, what did you think about this album? It's very like there. I was very hyped for the album. But that's just like every Pusha T album cycle. And yeah, I'm, I mean, we reviewed the single he dropped, Diet Coke. Diet Coke, um, yeah. Which, which we were not mad about. He grew yeah. me a lot after that. And I was like, oh, okay. Then this is going to be like a mix of like just witty Pusha T bars and like nonstop cocaine references. Typical yeah. stuff. Did you but, know Pusha T sold Coke? Did you know I that? Think I got the impression <laughs> that he might have been involved in some sort of contraband dealing <laughs> but like at really early it kind of got old <laughs> like in this album yeah i don't know why i'm not I'm, i've not really cracked it since then but i've also not gone back to it's almost dry since i listened to it for like a couple times yeah i i get what you mean there's a lot of like when every single song is just like pusher just rapping about coke and like how Coke was like his life for a bit and selling Coke and like being a gangster. Yeah. You know, he's, it's basically every song, it's nearly every song. Um, there are like some emotional bits on it, but a lot of it is like kind of just a victory lap, it feels like, and just like always going on about Coke. Um, and a lot of pushes, I mean, he's a Coke rapper, so we shouldn't really be surprised about that. But yeah, there isn't a lot of... Uh, there isn't a lot of new ground in terms of subject matter, but in terms of music, like just listening to it itself, it sounds really good. Um, yeah, yeah, the production yeah. on both sides, uh, Kanye, you know, obviously we, we have had a bit of uh, commotion with Kanye in, in recent months, um, but he, he, he produces this well. Daytona was good and he produced that and this is good, uh, you know, Pusher even reorganized the track list. So there's uh it's almost dry Pharrell versus Yi or Yi versus Pharrell. Um or is it Yay? Am I saying Yi? It's Yay. Did you say Yi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yi. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's cool. Uh, if you want to listen to it like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, both both sides are, are really good uh in terms of their production. I don't know if I could pick whose production I prefer more. Um, we've also got some great features from Kanye himself uh, on Dreaming of the Past. I mean, yet again, some whack bars about the whole Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, uh, that's not home uh, thing. He makes two appearances on this album, Kanye West. Uh, yeah. One with Kid Cudi on Rock and Roll, which... That's not going to happen again, is it? Yeah, because Kid Cudi like, tweeted saying, like, oh, you guys might think, because I'm on Pusha's album with Kanye on the track that him, he and I are cool, but we're not. They also have a lot of beef. But even then, I don't feel like Cudi, uh, his feature on rock and roll is really anything noteworthy. Um, nothing crazy. I love uh, Neck and Wrist, which has Jay-Z and Pharrell on it, not just producing. Pharrell actually makes a feature. Um, I love it because they, they give this like cracked kind of falsetto um both push and uh jay-z and i'm i'm hearing this a lot like not just on push's albums but on a lot of hip-hop albums this year this kind of like kind of thing uh, <laughs> i sounded like fucking super mario there and, like that is kind of what it sounds like um and 
you know, it can it can sound sound kind of whack, but with crazy bars that are like, you know, talking about coke and money and shit like that, it sounds really cool. Um, so that was good. Uh, Lil Uzi and Don Tolliver, surprisingly good um, feature. No, not not like the best track, obviously, but uh, you know, it push doesn't feature very heavily on it. But I I really enjoyed that one for what it was. Um, and yeah, oh no, the typical Adam thing of accidentally playing the album as he's talking about it. Um, and yeah, I just generally, I, I thought it was a good album in terms yeah. of subject matter. It doesn't really go anywhere new, but in terms of music and like just sounding good and being cool and, you know, music that you want to listen to, if you want to sound like a gangster, then yeah, it's almost right. as good. That's my opinion. Yeah, the beats are great. I think that's the best part though, which I don't want from a Pusha T album. Mm. Not to say that, like, I mean, Daytona had, like, flawless beats, but, like, <clears throat> I remember being a bit more captivated by what you were saying yeah. on that than this. Uh, well, that, that's because a lot of Daytona was, like, a beef album. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, the yeah. shots at Drake, what would need to do. Great wordplay, but it's just... I don't really care about this one too yeah. much. It's good. It is good, but... I mean, it's not just us. I think that a lot of people don't really talk about it now. Yeah, I think there was a lot of hype when it released. Obviously, we're coming to it like three months late. There was a lot of hype to it when it released. But yet again, with hip hop albums, I don't know. I've, I've found recently that like there's hype when it releases, but the good albums, like the really, truly good albums, are spoken about like months very after. Few, very few albums yeah, have very few power of power right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think this is a good album. I mean, Fantano gave it what, like a eight or a nine? I think it, I think it is a good album, um, but it's not staying because it hasn't got, it hasn't got like prescient subject matter. Like, how many of us really, what speaking from my own experience, how many of us can talk about coke? How many of us can relate to the struggles of dealing coke? How many of us can say that our wives have been taken by a popular comedian? Yeah. How, how many of us can say that? Relatability uh, <clears throat> and like yeah. a kind of parasocial relationship as well with artists is necessary. And I don't feel like Pusher really has that. But also just like subject matter that deals with like social commentary and stuff like that, I think makes an album staying power. Like you can have good music. You can have music that's really memorable and really like well-produced and you know, crazy beats and great bars, but they have to be, has well, to resonate that, with people. I wouldn't say there's anything that memorable either. Diet Coke, really like... that's a joke, right? I, I, I that, that's all I, I that really memorable. remember. I don't really I, care. I remembered it. <laughs> you, you, maybe it's worked for you, but I don't, I don't really, uh, there was not like one moment where I could be like, this is what makes it great. I just knew collectively <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. Which... Fair enough like not the sort of album I want to be listening to more than once okay fair enough but then okay so on the flip side in terms of like albums that I think will have staying power in the long run and feel uh, free to disagree with me I okay. want to move on to Kendrick Lamar's newest album Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers uh I think that this album uh, Pantano recently released a video saying, will people be listening to Kendrick Lamar in 200 years? Let's argue. I don't think people will be listening to him in 200 years. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Because, like, what artist 
from now, from 200 years ago, do we listen to now, really? Beethoven, um, bro. Beethoven, yeah, but I don't think. Do you think Kendrick Lamar's the new Beethoven? Yeah, he bumps. He bumps in the whip. You don't listen to Beethoven <laughs> on your commute? And sometimes. Sometimes I listen to classical music. He's still at the top of the Billboard 100, actually. What? Beethoven? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like this album, more so than It's Almost Right, is going to have longevity and staying yeah, power yeah. simply because of how deep it is. Um, obviously, it's been many years since we heard... Uh, a Kendrick Lamar album. Um, we've heard some things from Kendrick, uh, some not very good things, in my opinion. Uh, wow. Some of the demos and leaks uh, were not were not favorable. Um, the feature he made on uh, Baby Keem's projects were not my favorites. Uh, I know you liked it, okay? I know, I know yeah. that, <laughs> and I think I think that's ridiculous. But anyway, um, but this uh, is a return to form, really. Uh, it's powerful, resonant. So many topics are handled. Like that's the thing. It's not. It's it's kind of a concept album because I feel like it's based around. He kind of tries to loosely base it around like therapy sessions and like kind of journaling developments through therapy sessions I, I I am I the only one who kind of got that or I see that yeah um and so it isn't like following one narrative through line because therapy is not you know one steady thing towards progression uh it I mean it is a steady thing towards progression but it isn't linear it's non-linear. Sometimes you'll have bad days and sometimes you'll have big breakthroughs and revelations. And there are several on here. Um, Father Time, for example, is a standout track. Great feature from Sam for really catchy um, vocal delivery from him on that track. And it discusses, you know, Kendrick's relationship with his father. Uh, more generally, things about like fathers in African-American uh, kind of culture and, and the the harshness of masculinity and, and stuff like that. We then, you know, have Kendrick dealing with like homophobia and, and transphobia on uh, Aunt Diaries, where, where the hook is like, my auntie is a man now. I think I'm old enough to understand now. And I, I that song actually kind of made me tear up. Um, I thought it was really, really powerful. Uh, the two savior tracks also really cool. Baby Keem gave an, pretty okay feature in my opinion uh on on this one I, I'm not always the biggest fan of baby team features but uh savior was really interesting I feel like sorry if I'm talking too much feel free to just tell me to shut the fuck up um, I'll just like, interject to be like all right it's enough of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah no please do um but with with savior I feel like he's kind of with damn there was this kind of narrative at least I don't think it was a narrative he intended around that album but I think it was a narrative that audiences and listeners formed around the album of this idea that Kendrick because yet again as I'm saying like I think this I think this album will have longevity because of 
the fact that it's so relatable and deals with you know various issues at this time the idea of like a, a kendrick being a prophet and stuff like that um he deals with that really really great and like yet again parasocial relationships we form with artists like i don't know kendrick lamar you don't know kendrick lamar i'm i'm, I'm guessing i'm guessing yeah, I don't, I don't listening. Know. <laughs> you don't know him personally you know of him but yeah. we we feel like we know him due to the art that he creates um right. and that he knows us likewise because his art is so relatable um but savior really really handles that issue well um mother i sober as well that song nearly made me cry because it's got to do with like you know sexual assault and misogyny within african-american culture as well and yeah there's a lot of this um that deals with like culture like black culture in in america that i find really really interesting really resonant and i mean it's not the first time we've seen kendrick make these very astute observations about African-American culture. I mean, to pimp a butterfly was pretty much all about that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like this is really finely tuned. Um, and it's not just about, you know, kind of external analysis, but also internal introspective analysis. Um, and it, I think it's perfect blend between the two. And also it just sounds really good and it's really cool and I like it. But what do you think? What do you think, Joel? I think it's an album that, like, that's one, it's one of, like, I was talking about this with people yesterday about, like, books that are, they make you, they like, you have to think about stuff yeah. that's hard. Like, it's like, I, I really like it. I just want to preface. I really like this album. I think it's really good. I think that much of that comes from just Kendrick Lamar being a very talented artist. So yeah. he could, like, <laughs> probably talk about next to everything and it would be and it would be good probably but like yeah, probably rare. it's rare for this level of like self-introspection because mm. what he does is like societal commentary and he sort of places himself somewhere there but it's yeah. never that specific like uh so like yeah this is like super deep it gets like like uncomfortably like accurate at times and stuff yeah so it's like hard to listen to it's heavy uh but yeah no it's really intricate really good i think like there's even like some like instrumental experimentation going on and stuff like the beats are great as per yeah. uh but i mean yeah a lot more strings and piano on this yeah. than typical yeah. projects and a, uh, a little bit less like Kendrick's well known for kind of manipulating his voice and kind of using loops and repetition and kind of echoes and resonance. Uh, not so much that on here, but yeah, a lot more string led uh, stuff. Yeah, that just speaks to like the level of intimacy that's there. So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like how you can't listen to, um, you can't listen to like death with dignity every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you do. But then it's like, I mean, you, you, I know what you're feeling all the time if you're doing that. It's mm. like, it's difficult, but it's challenging and it's good. Uh, yeah, this will probably, as you were saying, be quite, it, there's so much content to talk about as well with him, with the choices he makes on the album. Yeah. Uh, 
and like you know the song where it's just like a really nasty argument yeah we cry together yeah um yeah and i also wanted to commend uh taylor page who is the uh female voice on that track she's not actually like a singer or a rapper she's just a voice actress and she did an amazing job her delivery is phenomenal it sounds as if she's like a well-known rapper i i originally thought wait is this like someone i know um but but yeah no she's just a terrific voice actress who did a brilliant job it was a clever uh it was a clever decision i think Hmm. like get someone that's actually their profession is actually to emote and get them on make something believable and then even then they have like some sort of rhythmic inclination anyway so yeah yeah so i thought it was pretty fucking smart (laughs) (laughs) i know i've swore have Sorry. you seen those? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, have you seen those memes of like, <laughs> my parents loved We Cry Together so much, they they continued singing it after the song was <laughs> over. I've not seen that. <laughs> I've not seen that. But yeah, I can imagine that like that probably does resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, and I think it's also, it's kind of like the ending of it is kind of like scary as well, because it's such an intense argument. And then it just kind of gets de-escalated by the couple like having sex and makeup sex instead. And it's like, instead of solving issues within our relationships and like making sure that arguments like that don't happen again, that the animosities that were vented in those arguments are resolved, we just kind of like have sex and just ignore the issue. I, I, that, yeah, that was kind of the impression that I got. No, that, is the, that is the suggestion, I think. Yeah, and that that was a scarily accurate um, depiction, I think, and I, I, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. No, it's typical, really. But yeah, no, it's great. It's a really good album. Yeah, uh, very good. Okay, so is that all you wanted to say about the Kendrick album? I mean, it's it's a pretty strong album. That's my a lot, probably. Yeah, it is. It just, like, I think maybe one more thing is that people, because uh, Con- Kendrick, sorry, because <laughs> Kendrick is so huge, right? Like, like metaphysically. He's just a ginormous man. <laughs> like, in the music sphere, he is, like, maybe responsible for, like, shifts in his own genre, right? Yeah. I assume a lot of music now is probably going to be this level of introspection and the sort of the stuff he does with Eats and Interludes will carry it like last time so what I think people are doing is comparing this to every other album of his any time he releases any or he puts a name to something it Mm. means it has to be like to pimp a butterfly level or that's the the, you know like when you release a classic other people like Okay, so you can only release classics now, otherwise you're shit, you're washed, whatever. So no one gave this a chance, well, not no one, but a lot of people didn't give this a chance once they realised that this doesn't sound like humble. I can't hear an all right in this, you know? There's not a King Kunter on this album. There's not a Swimming Pools on this. Well, There is a return of the, uh, from the Baby Keem thing, brother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) return of that. There's a couple weird things on this album as well, yeah. Yeah. I actually like that though. I did. I didn't like it on um, on melodic blues. But I actually liked how he, like, used that again. The whole. You're a hater. 
<laughs> I am a hater. I'm a baby Keem hater. Me and the homies dislike he's baby Keem. He's so sick. I don't know what your problem is. Uh, I have several problems. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, sorry, go on. It's actually only Rage Brothers I like. That's the only song I like. <laughs> <laughs> like all of it as well. Not even just the ending. I like it all. I don't know why. I heard him speak the other day. He doesn't even speak like that. It sounds like a guy. Yeah, he does sound like a normal guy. He does like, what, kind of. What you, why have you done that to yourself? Like, yeah, the baby voice. Yeah, he could probably be. He'd probably be all right <laughs> if he didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, generally Next. good album. Next, uh, well, let's go for one introspective slash extrospective. Extrospective. Bad words. Out. Outrospective. External. Retrospective? No, because that's... Metrospective. That's reflecting on cities, I think. Like like a metrosexual. I, d- I don't know. Um, anyway, just an external kind of analysis mixed with internal analysis. Um, let's go to one extraordinarily internal uh, album, which is Denzel Curry's new release uh melt my eyes to your future have you listened to this album no you have not listened to this album okay well uh-huh. i'm gonna say you definitely should listen to this album i really? know you're a denzel i know you're a denzel curry hater okay i know you dislike <laughs> um and yeah. you think he's he's trash uh but he's not trash and you're actually wrong about that and always have been but this album especially mm. proves how much of an idiot you are um, because sorry, <laughs> that was really mean. Um, but yeah, this album is really, really good. Uh, it's it's that's the thing with Denzel. He kind of recreates himself on every project he does, and you know, obviously, a lot of rappers do that, but not a lot of rappers do it and are able to survive uh, the recreation of themselves on each project and the kind of not necessarily evolution, but just kind of ever-changing setup they create. Um, but Denzel, you know, he's, he's done it. Uh, and this is a lot more emotional, a lot more deep, a lot more personal. It's got to do with uh, his mental health issues, uh, kind of buried trauma in terms of being molested as a child um, by family members. Um, and yet none of it, none of it feels, this is, this will sound really bad, but none of it feels like a sob story. It doesn't feel like he's being sorry for himself. Um, it feels like he's using that to power himself and the music itself is, is not sad. It's like full of bangers, um, and great features as well from Slow Tie, JPEG Mafia even produces a track. He doesn't feature, but, uh. He produces one. Um, other features, let me see. Uh, T-Pain, Six Lack, Jid, Josiah, Rico Nasty. Yeah, just some great, great features. And that track with uh, Six Lack, Rico Nasty, Jid, and Josiah all making a feature, Ain't No Way, is a banger of a track. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of bangers on here. I generally think it's really good and it, does kind of deal with like this emotional journey that he's going through um but whereas i guess with 
Kendrick's album, it was introspective and external. Uh, and it was kind of like his, in, his internal journey led to him having those observations about the society around him. Yeah. With Denzel's album, it's his internal journey powers him to become better and gives listeners also kind of a thing to base off like that the bad things in your life don't define you and the bad things you do also don't define you you can become better and do better as, as a person I think that's there's I think this year has been uh, interesting in terms of music because we see a lot of artists being more introspective and like you know criticizing themselves where they deserve criticism but also learning from that and i think that's just a really also bad. like uh, just uh having like a full good like 18 months off stuff uh, yeah i guess people have been like forced to a bit um yeah so yeah value in that yeah i mean um denzel deals with like the misogyny he he's partaken in he said like i apologize for women i've objectified um and you know several other things and yeah i think it's i think it's triumphant um you know he's he's not solved his mental issues by the end of the album but um and you know no one can really solve mental health it's a constant struggle everyone has to go through but uh i think there's resolve and there's kind of like acceptance that this is a journey that you know can can be can be charted and a lot of it is inspired by like anime and uh you know westerns but also like samurai and japanese films i i think it's really cool and yeah i definitely give it a listen also album cover art is sick and there's a deluxe version coming with extra tracks and i'm looking forward to it so yeah is he any good at rapping though? It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Darrell. He's very good at rapping, as he always has been. Uh, uh, always. Uh, always has been. Always will be. Uh, so yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. Where do you want to go next? I want to blow my nose. You want to blow your nose next? Okay. Interesting uh, choice. Ah. Uh. Yeah, Blow My Nose came out on Domino Records last time. <laughs> <laughs> Blow My Nose, see your past. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm a bit ill. He's a bit ill. Um, He's gone sicko mode. What should we... I guess I should do an album that you might not have heard yet. But have you... Yeah. Have you... What, Alt-J or Arcade Fire? I listened to the Alt-J record. I did. But you can choose. I didn't like it. But yeah, so go on, talk about Arcade Fire. <laughs> Arcade Fire, okay. So what was it called? We. <laughs> like That's W. A good sign. We. Yeah. No, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. It came out this year, obviously. I, I mean, I don't love it either. You don't love We? What's, I don't what's love, love we. about We? We is like. Arcade Fire sort of decided we had some hits back then. They're not even mm. that old, the band, but they kind of peaked <laughs> like a little bit. Yeah. So they've like gone back to making like Springsteen hits, uh, like five minute 
sort of odyssey tracks about society and things and yeah. some of them are great it's like very this album's very like hit and miss uh i think it's easy to run out of ideas when you're doing an album like this where it's like mm-hmm. an indie rock sort of kind of every song has to be a bit of a banger or an anthem of some kind there's only so much empowering you can do on an album and if you have 10 songs minimum right uh which you split into parts and the songs is supposed to maintain this sort of narrative it has to be a little bit better a bit more inspired to make it work uh it's not it's not bad and i love arcade fire like they have some great some like okay so for instance like the first song age of anxiety one is a great intro and that's five and a half minutes already now the second part of age of anxiety after this is longer and it's not as good (laughs) and i think that that's objective like Mm. they just sometimes they just get to the point a lot faster and a lot more in, it's a lot easier to engage uh when they get it right but just on a lot of this they don't <laughs> they just don't yeah um the lightning parts one and two were like the first singles they dropped i love that that those are great that's probably the highlight of the album but it's just like it would just it would have been on the suburbs had they thought about it in 2010 it would have been on it <laughs> And yeah, that's, not that's the thing. Right. The suburbs is perfect to me, but yeah, it's just that they ha- they have really gone for a nostalgia thing, and it doesn't even all sound like how the suburbs sounded. Yeah, that's the thing because you've gone into them like not recently, but like fairly recently over this in- year. Over this yeah. year, you've into them, and you like obviously they they began with like suburbsy kind of like indie stuff but then they went a bit like electro right a bit yeah. like yeah so they like collaborated with lcd sound oh. systems james murphy it's like a sort of indie rock sort of disco tronica album reflector which was not as good as what they'd made already yeah and then they went further with everything now and they were trying to do like a sort of culture piece about technology and stuff and there are some really good songs on that too but it just seemed to be that they went too far with experimenting on sort of like concepts uh so they've just gone back (laughs) they've just regressed because they know it works but it's not like it's all that captivating the whole time it's Mm. pretty good it's a good listen start to finish but i couldn't say that it's not kind of wallpapery (laughs) <laughs> that's a real term yeah i like it we should also mention it's produced by nigel godrich obviously famous well-known producer for radiohead uh and well you're you're radiohead so uh you know yeah how, how does this make you feel i mean i i it's well produced mm. well produced i'll give him that i was thinking also maybe like so like the lead singer Win Butler, uh, his brother left the band when this album dropped. So I don't know if he's part of making it at all. But Will Butler is like he's just released some solo like singles, and they're really mm. good. <laughs> yeah, this is the final album to feature Will Butler. 
Um, he departed the band, obviously, in 2021, shortly after its completion. So, yeah, it was completed. He is on it, but it's the final time he'll be working on it. I think he could, I mean, my assumption, my hunch is that he knew that the band were sort of not making any leaps and bounds in a forward direction. Like, sure, they could make a good few tracks and stuff, but it's not like, at least if you make bad music, but you're still kind of trying to innovate, it, that must be more fun than realising yeah. you had it good 10 years ago. Uh, let's just make another one of that. Yeah, true. So he left the band, has released some singles. They're great. Experimental stuff, sort of like triple recording, slowing down his own tape-recorded piano that's out of tune. You know, that's the sort of thing I go for. <laughs> instead of some, like, weird, some yeah. wanky festival music. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's not terror. It's not a bad album. It's just like Arcade Fire have such a high threshold for what makes them good that this mm. isn't up to par and i wish it was better it could have been better as well but just less less nostalgia baiting would have been nice yeah yeah i i feel like that's a fair criticism i've listened to a couple of tracks in the album it's not like i've, I've gone in blind and like, yeah i i you know i i liked the suburbs but i don't yeah. feel like it's uh crazy but i do like the album cover that's one thing i'll give it it's a nice album cover it's just a nice eye yeah yeah i have a critique for critics a critic critique go on people have been complaining about the the level of cringe in the lyrics right because this is kind of like a like kind of like a dad band they you know like arcade fire just called it kind of the way they are with nostalgia and writing about childhood and excitement and yada yada um they've always done it but like one of the songs that they wrote about like it was for their child right they wrote a song for their child lookout kid mm. and the chorus has like some do do do's on it right and it's nice it's actually a pleasant song it's fine people are like oh it's crazy it sounds like a child like it a nursery <laughs> like That's the point all over the all over funeral their first album all over it there is chorus singing there's like you know the song wake up and in like there's like a, the big bit the, the post-chorus thing and they go like whoa it's like it's all that it's been that for years since the beginning mm. you can't pretend it's cringe now it's always been <laughs> cringe it's been fine that it's cringe because they're it's cute so it's fine <laughs> people are just like oh they're not even writing lyrics anymore it's like oh it's not even real the stuff it's like 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 no one was at coachella when the suburbs came out and they weren't yeah. going like it's like shut up liars liars why <laughs> why pretend like you're above it now like it's just grinds my gears adam critics pretend critics pretend like bands have never tried to push it in terms of lyrics or like they never they've never wanted a euphoric part of a song to happen but like even on on uh, everything now on the song everything now on everything now <laughs> they do that as well Mm. There's a clapping section for the crowd that they will play in front of so that they can clap. Pretending like they didn't do that three years ago is just a lie. I, I will mm. not stand for it, Adam. Super. I'm, 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 see, I'm sad. Remain seated, yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> Sit back down. <laughs> I'm sad. Um, yeah, so is that all you wanted to say about we? Yeah, rant's over now. Right? We talk is done. No more talking about we. We are done. Yeah. 
Um, okay, let's move on to, uh, shall we talk about Everything Everything's new album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do. I just uh, listened to it. Just listen to it. Everything Everything's new album. Uh, remind me of the name. Raw Data Feel. Raw Data Feel, yeah. Cool name. Uh, cool album. I generally, uh, I like Everything Everything. I think this is their best since get to heaven i don't know if i think it's better than get to heaven um get to heaven is pretty hard to top but it's definitely their best since then it's not better than get to heaven get to heaven great close though yeah it is close but um yeah their, their last couple of releases have not been as good as get to heaven they've not been awful they're not no. like bad by any standard everything everything do have like good Good music. They they haven't produced bad music, but Reanimator and A Fever Dream uh, were not. I wasn't crazy about those albums. Um, yeah. So yeah, Raw Data Feel is definitely my best since Get to Heaven. Um, it, yeah, yeah. Kind of... But this album's really good. It's really mm. they've like continued. They've continued that like uh, experimental thing. They didn't like you know waver to the people to people going like, oh, this isn't great. They've not really hit everything here. Like. They've actually just got more, gone more crazy, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I agree. Um, they also advertised a lot of this in terms of like used AI to create the lyrics, and yeah. you know the cover art is is AI generated, and the music video has AI generated faces singing along to the songs. It's like, okay, really, actually, only four to seven percent of the lyrics were like were produced by an AI and the rest of them, like the rest of the lyrics of the songs were written around ideas given by the AI. So I, I feel like that's a bit much like trying to advertise yeah. this kind of AI produced. Right, but it was entirely, <laughs> entirely AI. And then AI sung it as well. And then AI yeah. dropped it and they've taken over. They actually have killed all of everything, everything. And yeah. they're now a band <laughs> solely made of technology. Yeah, everything, everything is just like one AI now. It's, it's. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not that. It's not quite. It's not quite so like. It doesn't completely lack autonomy. But yeah, the concept is great about like to to try and sort of make the lyrics as abject as possible. Like as mm. like just to. Well, I think the quote that I read was like about lacking humanity. Yeah. Like even though obviously the AI has to read something humans made and then sort of suck out the data and find something else to say. But that, I mean, I still think that that's great in terms of like lyrically, trying to make that work for an actual human, <laughs> like, like yeah. us, which we are real humans. Um, Definitely. We are not AI uh, <laughs> generated voices with AI generated thoughts. Definitely Probably. not. But like, yeah, to make that work, to sort of go like, okay, we're gonna actually so solicit technology here to make something lack humanity and then make that appeal to humans that's hard to mm. i think that concept is very difficult and they actually pull it off really well yeah i agree opinion. with you i agree and i think like obviously everything everything are very radiohead influenced i mean they literally got the name for their band from everything in its right place like the first two lyrics of that song um nice. so they they wear like their radiohead influences on their sleeve and i feel like this is kind of a it's it's not the same 
but it is kind of their interpretation or a modern reinterpretation of OK Computer. In certain aspects, I kind of got that. Like, it doesn't sound like OK Computer, but the ideas behind it are kind of emotional, uh, like, kind of dealing with mental health through technology and suppressing your emotions and giving it over to machines the kind of like concepts of the album were not resonant but kind of implicitly linked with okay the computer for me at least um and i mean they they don't really sound very radio heady except for leviathan which literally just sounds like they're trying to do a cover of in rainbows um but I really like Leviathan. I think that's a great track and it's super Radiohead. Very Radioheady. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think about the Radiohead influence? I like, I mean, obviously I like it. Uh, yeah. It's right up my alley. I think that they do a lot with <laughs> genres, which I, which is, I was a fan of that, that it doesn't, like the, the, the continuum was like the, the concept, not the sort of like musical boundary. So like all the mm. different songs kind of had their own individual sound. That's like an expansion on like something like OK Computer because that stays in its own realm of sort of alt rock. I think that's fair to say. Like yeah. Neil, obviously, but like everything, everything has like has like this wealth of more genres to play around with. But like, there's definitely clear like I think the way that they arrange choruses and uh the way that they sort of well they did, i mean kid a did the same a similar thing with lyrics but they just sort of like randomly picked them out of a hat so it's like kind of the same yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> but now it's an ai picking yeah, it out of a hat like, well, doing it like back in our day we only had hats we never <laughs> so i mean i'm i'm all for it really i think that it's just that yeah if you do if you have an influence and then well like we'll get to jack carlo Right. Hmm. If you have an influence and then you kind of just copy them, it's not as yeah. fun or entertaining because I'll just I could just go away and listen to the person or the band that you're influenced by. Yeah. But like this this album sort of does it takes a thing, it takes a concept, has its influences, and then runs with it in like a completely yeah. different direction. But like a really genuinely captivating, like it's so this album's so danceable, even though they're saying some bollocks. <laughs> it's really like, danceable. About I've pets. danced to this album about many pets. times. You see the Pizza Boy. Pizza Boy's great. Yeah. I love Pizza Boy. Great track. Uh, one thing I would say though is, you know, Duran and I usually have this complaint uh, in terms of album cycles, but they released a lot of singles for this album. Did Not they? all of those singles. Yeah, they released like the first five tracks. Uh, on the album yeah teletype i want to love like this bad friday and pizza boy they released so the first four um yeah. they released all of those um as singles before the album dropped uh originally when i was listening to a couple of them i didn't understand it and i was like okay this yeah 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 this doesn't sound great um yeah. but within the album itself those tracks are actually like really good um but yeah, they could rely on the fact that they're leaning into like a digital age sort of thing where yeah. they could suggest that it's part of the aura 
of the album to mm. have singles release that what well, i would maybe i i'd like if <laughs> like if they just maybe they release all the songs individually and then they're like oh it was an album we just the you know the <laughs> the ai method i don't know but it's just i mean they could say that but like yeah i think for the, an album like a concept like this it probably would be best to not release maybe like a third of the album before it comes out because people are just going to be like what the hell yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah um but i i yeah I, I agree with you and i think like although i like those tracks now now that i've heard them so much because of the single releases um i yeah. kind of whenever i listen to this album i just want to skip to jennifer and and the later tracks which are all really really good um also what's going on with kevin like there, there are some random like names in here and it's kind of like there's a through line and Earth's being like evacuated. Despite... I really like Kevin's car, actually. That's a good yeah, it's a good track. Yeah. But yeah, generally, I think it's a good album, personally. And uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's probably up there. One of yeah. the year's best releases. Um, it should be one of our year-end lists. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so shall we move on to the next album? What do you want to talk about? Who's that? No, no, what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, oh, I get to choose. Yeah, uh, you get to choose. Free will and that. Okay. Uh, gonna do Jack Harleasy. Jack Harlow, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, let's, let's talk about it. Jack Harlow's new album. The Tumnus. <laughs> um, Jack Harlow's new album. Uh, come home, the kids miss you. The second studio album. What do you think about this album? Trash. Trash, Adam. Yeah, no, uh, I kind of agree with you, to be honest. I, I think it's inoffensive, but it's mid. <laughs> That's what offends me. What? It offends you that it's so mid? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way that okay. he's been marketed to, like, he's supposed to be this, like, off the charts charisma like chick magnet un, unlimited riz you know where, where, what happened where is all that where's the charisma where's like the oh my god the, the women swoon before me when i say words and then i rap about semen what the hell what this is you, like a, they gaslit us for months about jack harlow <laughs> you know that like, sweet sweet semen line yeah. People, people actually like think that that song is really hot and whenever he does that song live he like actually makes like the jerking off uh, kind of hand gesture right. uh, and sometimes I think he like releases stuff onto the crowd when he does the sweet he, sweet and then he live. comes in his own mouth <laughs> that sounds great uh, um okay <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like what you want him to do uh, but no, I thought no. that's what he was rapping no no he's 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 rapping about Coming in someone else's. Is he mind. giving the girls the semen? Oh, he giving yeah. the girls the semen. Oh. The, the sweet, sweet semen. Yeah, yeah. That's people, funny. people, people find that hot, but uh, really dumb. Hey man, don't don't knock it. I, that's, that's the thing with Jack. Stupid, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> with Jack Harlow, I think he he does have like, I don't know. There's a kind of marketing, not issue, but a marketing kind of, uh, like, 
I don't know, there's something wrong with how he's been marketed. Because, what? yeah, there's something off about it. Because on one hand, he's kind of been marketed as this, like, anti-celebrity, tongue-in-cheek, off-the-wall, you know, doesn't really take anything seriously. He's making sus jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then on the other but hand, he's marketed... Yeah, exactly. And then on the other hand, he's being marketed as like the next Drake, um, as you said, like womanizer, all about the money and the girls. Um, you know, like he's been on chicken shop dates. Uh, he's regularly featured on red carpets, flirting with celebrities like Saweetie or uh, Emma Chamberlain. More recently, that's even become like a viral TikTok trend. Uh, love you, love you, bye. That that thing. Um, and I don't think that you can have both. I don't think you can be a proto-Drake and uh, anti-celebrity. I don't think that's possible. Or if you're both, you have to be a bit more convincing. Mm. But like, you can tell with this guy that he can switch both on. Yeah. Like, it's just not believable, I think, is mm. the big, my big problem with his shit is that I just don't believe him. Yeah. <laughs> I watched an, a review from like those dead end hip hop guys, right? And they were talking about that song where he, the called Side Chick. Yeah. And the guy was like, I don't believe Jack Harlow had a side chick. And <laughs> neither do I. I don't believe him. It's just like, he's not that cool. He's not that icy. Like, he's a joker. Yeah not hot we've established it now like i think people i think people still find jack harlow attractive yeah because they already just they already believe it now but like if he's self-aware about how he looks like a a centaur from a movie 20 years ago he's not hot he's not like i don't know make me mad but yeah i feel like um the Drake feature on here as well, Churchill Downs, uh, the Justin Timberlake feature, even the Lil Wayne feature, which is absolutely ass. Like, ass. this is his worst feature Lil by a long shot. Features, Has he always been good at features, though? I oh, mean, he was, he, was, he was good on Call Me, Call Me If You Get Lost. I really liked his feature on Hot Wind Blows, but um, yeah. I'm not mad about it here. Really, really ass. But anyway... But those kind of, having those, like, names on this album, and, you know, Pharrell Williams as well, it, it is trying to depict him as, like, the new Justin Timberlake, the new Drake, like, the new hot thing right now, uh, the yeah, new yeah, hot celebrity yeah. well, that, like, girls are I get why yeah. they would jump on. They know that's going to be the most popular thing. But, like, what that means to me is that if you get people on your album that are obviously more charismatic than you, you have to do something to stand mm. out. He is literally like a little fish treading water in a sea of charisma. Like, no one cares. When Drake's on your album outshining you, Justin Timberlake can just kind of stand there and I'd rather look at him than listen yeah. to what you're saying. That's true. <laughs> what are you doing? Just just do you or like, why are you going to get people more popular than you on your album? Why would you do that? Mm. It's stupid. Well, that's the thing. Well, you you do it because you want eyes on your album, but you, you care. You then you have to kind Drake's of. Drake's like... feature was be- the best thing on this album, and you know how I feel about Drake. 
<laughs> about Mr. Mr. Graham. Uh, but that's the thing. Drake's Drake's verse on Churchill Downs was written in 11 minutes. Uh, Drake has a tendency recently to use his features to spark beef. Like his feature on Trippy Red's album last year was just going yeah. at Kanye. Uh, and this feature is trying to, for some Get reason, re reignite Pusha T beef when it's like. He doesn't want. Yeah, he, it, Drake doesn't want it. Pusha doesn't care. Like, Pusha's but had his album, the cycle is, is over. This is the best place for Drake to do that because I know Pusha T doesn't give a shit about Jack Harlow. This is the best place you can get away with saying some dumb shit. He's not going to respond. Drake can be like, ah, oh, man, he a pussy. I say, uh, like, he can just do whatever, ignore him now. Mm. But it's just like Jack Harlow's literally just made an album as a platform for people bigger than him to say some other stuff. And then he's just kind of there, filler, just doing his trash, uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek raps. You know, his bar he's not really got many bars. He's not the yeah. best rapper in the world. He doesn't change up his flow, like, ever. There's beat switches here that don't need to be there. It's just kind of boring. Like, hmm. that is the only thing advertised to me, is that he isn't boring. And it was <laughs> all boring. Yeah. That's the like thing, the, I feel the like... the worst thing I've heard this year, hands down. Wow, really? Yeah. I don't think it's the worst, I just think it's super mediocre. I don't, I don't no, think it's, it's worse bad. Because of that, though. I think that makes it worse, though. Joel, I'd, Machine Gun Kelly dropped a new album this year. I didn't hear that, to be fair. I tried not yeah. to. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm waiting on that. Um, that's the thing, with this, I feel like... Maybe, maybe that's all part of the plan. Maybe he gets people like Drake on here and to try and reignite all beef with Bush so that, you know, oh, hey, have you heard the new Jack Harlow album? Drake's on it, trying to start beef yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. And then people go towards it yeah. when Jack himself isn't really doing anything. Um, and I, I feel like they might also, maybe they're trying to set up this kind of thing where, you know, Lil Wayne, Drake was Wayne's protege, kind of, and Harlow is kind of becoming Drake's protege, I think. It's also like, yet again, as we were talking about with Push, like he's talking about this whole like Coke stuff and it's, you know, the same subject matter. There isn't much evolution. With Jack Harlow, like what subject matter is he really discussing? He's just like a normal American white guy. That yeah. not much to be said. He's, he's not making any groundbreaking like commentary on anything and you know music doesn't always have to be about that like it doesn't have to have a social commentary in it at all times but there's also nothing new here there's nothing <laughs> there's, there's no nothing... distinct perspective yeah that he could bring to any table like i i mean as i was saying like him and maybe wally comments on his girls and mm. being hot and talking to girls that are hot but yeah. like if that's all you're gonna do, uh, I kind of need proof. I don't mean proof like that. I just mean <laughs> show us your receipts. Not seeing you around with girls that have been planted to be with you, mm. or like a video for Twitter. I mean, like yeah. actual, you know, something going on. You know, every week for a while before, like Scorpion came out. Everyone was like, oh, Drake's been with this girl, he's been churching this girl. You know, some of them, okay, maybe below legal age, 
But, you know, at least people were talking about, like, what is there about Jack Harlow? You know, there's just, I've not heard a rumour about Jack Harlow. That's the girl. thing. I don't know that girls like him. That's all I know. He keeps talking about Dua Lipa. He's like, oh, man, I wish I had, like, she a feature with you. Yeah. And he even has, like, a track on the air called Dua Lipa. You know what would be That's really good well. marketing? If he actually, like, got Dua Lipa on the album. Because I was under the impression before I listened to it that he was going to have Dua Lipa on the album. Like, yeah, that she, she would feature. She said no. Yeah. And it's it's weird. She finds it weird. Um, it but, yeah, and, and I mean there's that and then there's also him talking about making it like and being a celebrity and like how his parents respond and it's like bro that's the whitest shit ever and that's coming from me one of the whitest men ever like no one gives a shit about that you're like (laughs) do you think do you think eminem the most famous white rapper let's be real he had real issues. He had real struggles to be talking about, struggles that were relatable to multiple people. He wasn't welcomed with open arms into that community. The hip-hop yeah, he had to, exactly. He had to fight to be where he was. And, you know, uh, we hate on Eminem. We clown on Eminem now. But, like, he's, we, we respect him for that. We respect yeah. that he had something to say and he had an insight. And he was tongue-in-cheek as well. And his commentary was good. Jack Harlow doesn't really have anything to say. That that's that's what's coming out of this album. So yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. I'm sick of talking about Jack Harlow. Enough of Jack Harlow. Jack Jack Harlow Halloween. Um, okay. Fontaine's DC. Did you listen to that? Only half. You only listened to half of Skinty Fear. Yeah. Um what did you think of the half you listened to? I mean, I'm liking it. I'm liking it. But I went on holiday, so I didn't finish it. So what well, do you think? that's funny, because they, they have a song on here called Roman Holiday. Did you go on a Roman holiday? No, pretty British holiday. <laughs> very, very British. <laughs> um, what did I think about the album? I yeah. think that they released the best songs as singles, and the rest of it is me. Um, it's nowhere near as good as A Hero's Death. Um, I was really, really excited for this album because the singles they released were amazing. I Love You, Jackie Down the Line, and um, the title track, Skinty Fear, were pretty great tracks. I was really excited about it, but um, yeah, not much to write home about, to be honest. A Hero's Death was definitely a stronger, far stronger album. Um, it's it's just a bit repetitive. I mean, you get that with post-punk, that the choruses are intentionally like repetitive because they're trying to hammer home a point or trying to make a kind of atmosphere. With this, I don't know, it just, it all starts to sound really samey um, and I'm not crazy about it. Uh, the tracks, the singles they released, I still like and I think they are the best songs on the album. Um, but yeah, they're dog, dog ball, Hero's Death, definitely better than this. Uh, I'm not crazy about it. Sorry, I just saw something. Um, Rolling, Stone, Rolling Stone magazine did like 200 greatest hip-hop albums of all time ranking. So no, not to take it seriously, but they yeah. like, but they've got Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy at 16. 
Oh my god. This is like, how will you justify that? I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck on that. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's a whack. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I'm not crazy about it. Uh, I I was I was hoping for better. I mean, there are some beautiful songs on this album. Um, but yeah, in general, kind of a letdown. Uh, let's talk about Block Party's new album. Have you have you listened to this? Um, I didn't because of because of you. <laughs> yeah, I I hated on 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 the singles pre-release. Um, did I did I talk to you once I listened to it? You put it on. Like, I think it was on your story about how you felt about it. And how do you? Feel? How do I feel about it? Uh, well, Alpha Games is the new album. Yes, um, it is. It, it is. Um, it's it's been a long time since they released an album. It's been six years. Um, a new drummer. Uh, First to feature significant songwriting input from Bartle and the bassist, um, and this this album went through development hell. Apparently, um, Kire Okarike, don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, the lead singer, uh, mm. who seems like a really cool guy and makes really cool music, said like this album was grueling to make. Like it, it took so long because they just kept arguing and they just couldn't get it right. Yeah, that's always a good sign. Uh, but then he was like, yeah, but by the end, we like made music that we really liked and that we enjoyed. And that's good. I'm happy that you made music that you like and that you think is good. Uh, but I disagree with you. I don't like it and I don't think it's good. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, it's certainly not as good as anything else they've ever done. This is their worst. <laughs> their worst album. I mean, Block Party... Like don't seem to think it's great. Well, you know, uh, most of what I've seen, yeah, has been pretty mixed, uh, but some some positive reactions to it. Um, mm. I mean, Block Party have always had their, have always been a mixed bag, but, you know, Silent Alarm is still one of the indie pop classics. Um, you know, the Next Wave sessions I also really enjoyed, but uh, they have been on a decline, I think. Uh, it's just kind of hard to replicate the 2000s. Uh, you know, it's not an easy task, but um, but yeah, with this, it's like, it didn't recapture the same vibes. Uh, I reviewed some of the singles, well, we reviewed some of the singles that were released, like Traps. That song <laughs> that is still so, so cringe. Um, and a lot of this is very, very, very cringe sort of lyricism but also in terms of the music uh you know there are yeah. some good i like in situ um but i don't like the lyrics of it uh i just like the guitar work is really good on here and it always is on block party they always have like catchy riffs and stuff like that but there's just some really wacky creative decisions and some really really bad lyrics um and that are trying to recapture like the the teen angst of, you know, England in the 2000s and that kind of like indie rock, uh, you know, part lads vibe, but it 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 doesn't do it. Uh, yeah, just listen to traps and you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, uh, and like Callum is a snake as well, which is kind of like this 
this thing about this guy called Callum who they don't like. And it's like, this is so, you're trying to be an adolescent, but you're like nearly 40. Uh, It's really bad. It's really bad. Just don't listen to it. Blog Party, you had your, yeah, your best days are behind you, I think. I don't think you'll be able to top, top what you did back then because this is absolute garbage. It's it's got to, yeah. Okay, anything else? Am I missing anything? Uh, the new future Harleazy Styles. Oh, yes. Ha- Harriet Styles. Uh, <laughs> the man himself. Yeah. Did you hear about all that Liam Payne stuff? Uh-huh, I did. How, how do you feel about that? I think that uh, no one cares about Liam Payne, so he's yeah. gone on a popular podcast to try and regain some spotlight by talking about the band that no one cares about anymore as well Uh, and then the way people are spinning it as if like these are like active beefs everyone still kind of gets on I think he clarified that they're friends now (laughs) but naturally being teenagers getting famous too fast you probably argue a couple times yeah Uh, I mean I've seen a lot of really funny memes come out of it like he said, like, one of the members of the band, and it's kind of implied it was Zane or Harry, pinned him up against a wall. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. If you don't move those hands, you're probably not going to use them. And you'll just you'll like, lose them. Yeah, just like the idea that he's a proper hard man. Hard um, man. And, yeah. and, like, bragging about streams and stuff like that when, like, Zendaya has more streams than him and she's only made one song, that was in Euphoria. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it's funny. Liam Payne as a person, I know we're talking about Harry Styles, but, you know, let, let me have this. Liam Payne as a person is very, very fucking weird. Uh, did you see, after the Will Smith slap, did you see mm, the interview he gave? My favourite thing at the moment. He was absolutely on crack, like, on cocaine. Like, and he... He doesn't know what he needs to do. He's one of the world's best emoters. 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expand on this. <laughs> he had this fucking crazy Welsh mixed with like Scandi accent. It was yeah. it was Very. absolutely nuts. Um yeah. he was high as fuck. Most likely, um, yeah. just just a very very peculiar individual. Yeah. And he couldn't um, help but brag about headlining Madison Square Garden like three times in that interview as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was weird. He's a weird guy. Um, but anyway, Harry Styles, Harry's house. What do you think of this album? I'm moving out. You're moving out. You are moving out. That is true. Moving out of Harry's house. Moving out of Harry's house. Well, I didn't know you were living with Harry. How is he? Is he a good flatmate? He's a good flatmate, but he kept uh, he kept boring me. (laughs) Really? Oh wow. Yeah. You know his house. I just found his house to be a bit dull, and his house his house gave off the impression that it would be colourful, but it's actually all grey. I don't know. I I I think there are some there are some powerful notes. Some powerful uh, yeah, the decisions. Toilet before I leave. Oh come on! Oh, uh, that's, that's me. That's me. Come on! Don't don't say that. What? So you prefer? That. Yeah, you prefer the fine line. I prefer all of anything he's ever made. <laughs> no, that's not true. I yeah. I just clarify that I had relatively moderately high expectations. Uh, 
expecting the album not to all sound like as it was pitched up, slowed down, but it yeah. just does not really leave any impression on me at all, which is fine. Vibe albums are calm, whatever, but like I didn't feel anything, which is a problem. Uh, I'm, least... I'm going to disagree with you. I did feel some things, but <laughs> maybe that's just just me. Maybe just like you just feel stuff, but I I yeah. but I actually really didn't feel any. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot the first song's okay because it's a bit weird. Um, but like past that, I really didn't. I felt nothing. Wow. Uh... Okay. Nothing stood I mean, out to me. I listened to it with Matt, and Matt's a big fan. Matt, no, I just say I was just saying Matt's a big fan, and he yeah. also felt nothing after. He listened to a few. There are some songs that do maybe a bit more heavy lifting than others. Like, let's say, for instance, some music music for a sushi restaurant, right? Or Matilda, it's a big one now, isn't it? Yeah, Matilda was the one that made me cry. <laughs> and they, like talking's okay, but like, besides as it was, I don't know what I'm going to openly come back to on purpose. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like this album was obviously intentionally released during the summer uh-huh. uh, because it's it's full of those summer bangers. But I don't feel like any of... I, I agree with you. I don't think it's going to be as catchy or as poppy or as, like, big as some of the tracks on on his previous album because they're not as like except for as it was i don't think there are any tracks that are as catchy as like no. say watermelon sugar or you know oh, stuff like that yeah or golden exactly um so yeah i don't know I, I i like it i like some of it and i um yeah i don't know i guess yeah, we'll I agree to disagree i don't <laughs> hate it it's just that i it's just another, it was like another disappointment, it felt like. I thought that at least the way Harry Styles comes across to me is that, like, I know he's got this, like, very unassuming friend, seems like a nice person persona, but, like, his approach to music since One Direction has been something that doesn't suggest a superficial summer vibes album. Solely that, like... If it was to be that, I would like some more upbeat, more, I'd like five as it was versions instead of Mm. slower stuff and sort of like stuff that that just, again, it's wallpapery. It's quite wallpaper. I'd rather just you annoy me with happiness, just pelt me over the head, bash me over the skull with happy vibes. Instead, instead, I didn't, there's nothing I don't remember anything from the yeah. album. Like, if it's gonna be summary, kind of like give me some lyrics to sing. What am I singing? You're just singing as it was over and over again. As it, well, I could do that. I could do that. But even that song has not got many lyrics. But I don't mind because it was actually good. It was pretty good. It's very 2010. But like, there's not really many people making songs like that at the moment. Yeah, that's true. I was up for it. But I don't know. Just I I felt I felt as as a gay, I felt neglected, you know, in content wise. Where's my gay anthem for the for the summer? You know? 
I, I can't say I do know because I'm I'm not a gay, but as as a straight with trauma. Mm. <laughs> as a straight with trauma, I feel I, I, I feel seen, <laughs> I feel seen by this. Yeah. Um, album. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't think it's perfect, but I feel like yeah, I don't know. I got I got something out of it. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people did. It's just and I'm not saying that like what well, I'm right. I just think that I found myself grasping for something. I re because I wanted to try with this mm-hmm. album i'm not specifically a fan of harry styles but i have appreciated a lot of like music he's made over the past like few years i thought fine line was a really good album yeah uh so it's just like you know a couple bangers would have been better than one banger one banger is that it you know <laughs> okay so yeah, shall we move on? Is that what you want to say? I want to be sad now yeah. about it. I don't want to uh, move on. Can't move you don't on. want. You want. You want to stay but on it's Harry. The same as it was, Adam. <laughs> no, it's not the same as it was. Um, okay, let's talk about. Uh, have you listened to the new Future album? I do. Kind of. Yeah, me too. I haven't listened to all of it. Um, well, I'll it say. I think as future albums go, this is probably one of his better ones, but that's yeah. not saying a lot. Probably. probably. Um, I mean, yet again, uh, the album is called I Never Liked You. Uh, it, that's like it, one of the most childish titles. <laughs> yeah. And, and there are a lot of, you know, futurisms on this album, unsurprisingly. Um, mis- misogynisms, you mean? The, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I don't, I don't know about like. I don't really like them. I know the glorification of future is a meme, but yeah. I also don't really like that because you know there's a fine line between jokes and like actual glorification, idolization, uh, and I think I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just a bit weird on it. Um, yeah, and you know we've got another toxic king. Uh, make well, we've got two toxic kings making features on this album. Uh, Mr. Aubrey Graham himself, who features twice on the album, uh, yet again with you know, all right features, all right features. Um, uh, and then we we have Mr. Kanye West, yet again. Uh, I think I think this track was supposed to be on Donda 2, um, Donda 2, which had like. A terrible. Uh, we we didn't get to talk about this, but Donda 2's like concert live event thing went absolutely garbage because the stage was uh, like a massive puddle. It was like a water stage kind of set thing, uh, so they couldn't use wired microphones because of the electricity. So instead, they used Bluetooth microphones, which uh, caused issues with audio technicians. And so, you know. It's just, it, it was really cringe um, because their in-ear thing, basically everyone was rapping off beat. They didn't know what they were doing. You know, Jack Harlow, Future, Migos, um, uh, even, uh, you know, it, it was just awful. I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It was just bad. <laughs> and then Don, Donda 2 released on the stem player. No one has a stem player, let's be honest. And it was totally unfinished. Uh, and then Kanye was like, okay, well, I'm not going to finish this. 
So I'll just give the the people who featured on it, I'll just give them the tracks. So that's why this Kanye track is on Future's album. Um, and that being said, I think it's good in terms of Kanye performance. It's a good Kanye performance, good delivery. In terms of Kanye's subject matter, it's the same. Oh, wife left me for a famous comedian. Like, come right. on, man. I'm sad about that because this is like, <clears throat> it's not just like he's done this on his own album. He's gone mm. onto multiple albums this year and yeah. dated them all. Yeah. You can't go back and hear any, and any time you go back now, you have to go like, I oh, remember that time Kim K got with Pete Davidson. We all called him Skeet and then Leet Davidson and one Ye West for a bit. Remember all that back in 2022? When it's like 2030 and we're trying to go back and listen to our favorite future and Jack Harleazy records. In 200 years. You know, where we're still listening, we're to, not listening to, to Future. Kendrick. We're not listening to Kendrick. We're listening to Future. <laughs> future uh, is yeah. the future. <laughs> future is the future. That's really good. Um, yeah, I I it 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 dates the albums, it obviously dates them. And it's not that Kanye hasn't like dated his own work before i mean yeah, if it's listen... okay if you self-contain your own shit yeah if you listen to 808s and heartbreak or donda they are dated because they were to do with past relationships uh i mean yeah. donda more so because he explicitly references kim on that right. album whereas 808 is own life it's calm like that's fine yeah. your art but like you're yeah. like hey future let me just complain about my shit on your record right now like, yeah but that's the thing this was supposed to be on his own record but then he handed it over and then so, still did it though that's just yeah. weird and i think also he's recently released a single where he uses xxx tentacion um well, and now it's been album again isn't he a new album and a documentary i think posthumously i thought he was just getting a documentary and that was going to be the closer to it but maybe he well, I, I'm looking forward to that being ass, like the last one. It's yeah. a bit crazy. People, people, are, uh, people keep saying that the Juice World posthumous stuff is good, apparently, but I, I haven't listened to anything I'm not after he died. going to yeah. ever do that. Like, uh, yeah, there's no way. Unless it's, unless, unless it's made, unless it's complete, hmm. I don't think I could ever do that. But that's the thing. Juice World, actually, before he died, had, like, loads of unreleased like finished tracks whereas with x yeah. it was more he had snippets and kind of ideas to... yeah. yeah but not actual like finished tracks yeah. um but yeah with the kanye x thing yet again he's using a guy who's died he's using the voice of a guy who died to yet again go off about kim kardashian and pete davidson and it's just really fucking awkward. Um, that being said, XXX Tentacion was not a good person. Let me be clear about that. He was, he, he was charged with domestic abuse. People seem to forget that because the kids love him. Um, and yeah, he did some stuff for charity. But yet again, don't forget domestic abuse. He did do that. Uh, and that will all be addressed in the documentary, though probably painted in a better light, seeing as it's done by his estate. But anyway... Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. And yeah, the future album is okay. It's, 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 it's good as future albums go, but everyone who's like, wow, this is crazy. You're like, yeah. Okay. You're big enough a bit too much. 
Okay. Uh, what else have we? What else have we got to talk about? Health uh, huge, I don't think. I mean, health dropped a new um, dropped a new collab album, volume two of their collaboration thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it was pretty unremarkable from what I remember. Uh, they're consistently okay to good. Yeah, I mean, their last, I can't remember what the name of the kind of collection album is. Uh, Disco 4. Um, uh, yes, part one of Disco 4 was really cool. Um, it had like Nine Inch Nails on there. It had JPEG Mafia even made a feature. Um, Perto, Beta, Ghostmane, 100 Gex. It was, it was, it was okay. It wasn't remarkable, but it was okay. Um, and Disco 4 Part 2, uh, it has a lot more recognizable names. Yet again, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, we've got Poppy on here even, you know. Uh, that's oh, no kind way. of interesting. Yeah, yeah, she, she makes a like on here. Yeah, I, a lot of people are talking to me about her. Um, one of my, like, favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites, Ecstasy. Um, you know well, Ecstasy, right? Who have I got to tell about that? Who have you got to tell about Ecstasy? Because you like ecstasy, dude. No, 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 no. That's no, not cool. No. Listen, listen, good sir. I don't mean the drug. I mean the 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 artist. Remember when we uh, were going to go see the drums, and then the person who was, um, who was going to do the thing, who was going to perform before the drums, ecstasy. But they just moved it. And that no, then they cancelled it. Oh, it's like full blown cancelled. Yeah. No, remember. I bought the tickets and then they cancelled. Yeah, yeah, I just of, thought that they were like going to move it or something. Which was good. But yeah, they were like, because of the war in Ukraine and the pandemic, we're actually not going to do this. And it's like, okay. Because they kept delaying it and then they were just like, and now we're not doing it. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so he's on here and that's a really good track. Uh, kind of a deep track. Ecstasy does go like kind of bit emo-y. Um, so still breathing, which is about like surviving you know, suicide attempts and stuff like that is uh, resonant um, and very deep. But we also then, after that, we have The Neighbourhood on here with uh, a kind of interesting take nice. uh, with no escape. And yeah, just generally, you know, unremarkable, but not bad. Um, an enjoyable listen, uh, for sure. Um, and yeah, I can't really think of anything else to talk about. Obviously, as I said in the beginning, we're not going to be able to cover everything that's released. Um, but yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you want to end on that, or do you want to do a quick? What have we been listening to? We'll do what have you been listening to? I'm excited. I am excited about that also. Okay. So, do you want to start? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I've been listening to uh a lot of Alt J lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't get to talk about that actually. Uh, what the album? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, right. Well, they dropped an album, <laughs> um, The Dream, which was good. It was probably the the first half was, a, was the better half. It's, it's actually the, some of their best stuff is on the first half and stuff. But like Matt and I went to see them live at the O2 Academy Brixton and they were incredible. Probably the best live show I've been to. Um, just like, I don't know, because they like made three dudes standing on stage really cool, just with like the lighting and they had like a really cool stage set up and stuff. It was great. It's honestly really good. Um, 
so I've been listening to like their discography and realizing how much I I actually still fuck with an awesome wave <laughs> and the second album this is all yours is really good uh as well um uh gospel of John Hurt's great uh bit of that love a bit of that left hand free is good too Nara's good uh I don't know why I'm talking so fast I'm really liking the album uh, at least the first half. Baden's a great intro. You and Me was like one of the singles that came out early, which was really good too. Um, they did release a few um, singles for this album for no reason, but I guess they've been doing that for a little bit. So yeah. it's like, it's okay. It doesn't really need, but like, yeah, it's not much of a concept. I mean, it is a concept in a way, but it's not like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's not ruined it. Like, we didn't ruin it for everything, everything, but it would have helped to not do that. Yeah. yeah, I personally yeah. didn't enjoy the album, uh, this new album, very much. But that's just me. I feel like it, it was grew, kind of... it, it grew on me because I, re- yeah. I didn't like leading up to going, but like going live, kind of like recontextualized it a bit, and then I went back and it's like changed my perspective on it a little. Um, so yeah, that's with that new Idols album for you though, right? It didn't happen, no. But you no. said you you liked the Idols album. I don't like it that much. Or just that, like, the tracks are better live. They're just better live. They're just the songs individually are better live. But, like, I People mean... say like, that about the King of Limbs as well. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I like the King of Limbs anyway. But, yeah, like, I know you do. Like, this, this old J album, like, it just is a better... It sounds more cohesive now for some reason. It just mm. feels a bit more connected. Like, when I was yeah. listening to it on, in, like, in transit, it felt like a collection of shit. That didn't yeah. <laughs> really fit together, but it kind of does flow. The ideas are a bit more clear to me now. Um, hmm. Certain things that they experiment with, like with like Philadelphia, which is like one of my favorites now, doing like a, like an operatic sort of baroque thing with it, like putting like a drum beat in it. Uh, like yeah. I get it. I kind of get it now. You know, I just, I don't know. I just sort of I just like it a lot now. So for us uh, people who don't like it, you you say. Just don't get it. Life. <laughs> <They> just go. <laughs> no, I think that this album's a bit of a slow burn, which doesn't make it one of the one of their best. But like, it's still pretty good. It is still pretty good. I think it's better than Relaxer. So yeah, fair enough. What about you? So you, you've just been diving into them. Well, I've I've been listening to a lot, obviously, over these three months. Um, I've always really enjoyed easy life and i've been listening to a lot of them uh they've recently released two new singles beeswax which i thought was really good and dear miss holloway which has a feature from kevin abstract i wasn't crazy about that one um but yeah easy life are really really just chill and good kind of room filling so I've, I've recently moved i've got a new room um it's nice ambience uh nice vibes to fill the room with uh, and yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Uh, I mean, I've been listening to other stuff, but I'll let you go again. All right. Uh, I've listened to Falls. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been what? listening to Falls as well. Have you? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I've, I've gone back to Antidotes, which I still Fair. personally feel is their best album. It is. Um, but I've also been listening to their new singles, and I'm kind of not looking forward to their next one. Uh I've not been listening to their new singles on purpose, so that yeah. I, I wonder if it's not. But like, I've been listening to like that 2019 album, Everything Not mm. Saved, uh, Part yeah. One, loving that. 
Yeah, it's a great album. I love it. Like exits and in degrees and stuff. Like that's been great. I'm loving yeah. that. In my big, it's in the big playlist now. Like it's actually really good. I really like it. That's that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny not, are they just not good? Like the new stuff. Uh, well, it's not that they're not good, but it's just like kind of become poppy summer trash. Uh, and um, the album is releasing in the summer. Uh, yeah. You I feel like when they do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very telegraphed. Um, but yeah, the the album Life Is Yours, uh, and they they're literally advertising it as like a summer album. Um, I th- I think I'm also worried that it's gonna do the single thing where they release a lot of it. 2001, Looking High, 2 A.M. Wake Up, and they're all pretty mid. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's not gonna be another everything not safe will be lost. At least in my yeah. opinion. Okay, so yeah, falls. Yeah, not looking forward to it. Um, was that your turn or my turn? I guess we shared the turn. So yeah, it's kind of a shared turn. It'll be your turn there. Okay. Um, well, I've also recently been gone back to uh, an album I've never listened to before, but a really retro classic. Uh, What's Going On by Mr. Marvin Gaye from 1971. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, I've, I've actually been getting into soul recently. Um, you know, going Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, and also Soul Revivalism. Uh, there's this great band I really like that are, you know, contemporary, like their uh, 21st century, uh, Duran Jones and the Indications, who kind of like have that soul uh, revival aspect to them. But yeah, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, album from 1971. Uh, listened to it for the first time the other day, all the way through. Uh, I mean, it's not a very long album, it's only nine tracks, but it's fantastic. Uh, he deals with some crazy topics on here. I mean, it's a concept album in that it's supposed to be like a Vietnam War vet coming back to the United States and kind of like commenting on uh, the nation and on the world more generally. Um, and he, he deals with some deep stuff. He deals with like, uh, you know, the fact that we're all killing each other and like the endless cycle of warfare and ecological disaster on Mercy, Mercy Me and and save the children and you know all these things but it's also the chillest ass music you've ever heard like Marvin Gaye obviously has that um that reputation for just being like mellow relaxing ass music uh and sexy ass music as well of course um and yeah so he deals with like these these pretty serious things and also his his prediction of like pollution and climate disaster was uh you know uh, kind of predictive like it, it, it wasn't a huge uh, point of discussion climate change wasn't uh, huge back in the 70s um, so he kind of predicted that uh, not predicted it but like he was he was ahead of the curve on that and yeah just really good music as well and very very relaxing a very relaxing listen even if it's dealing with uh, you know social issues that are still resonant to this day and yeah I really liked it Sweet. It is very good. Can vouch. Have the records at my house. Yeah, I think Craig recently got the record on vinyl as well. So that like inspired me to yeah. go and listen. I've also been watching the TV show High, Fide- High Fidelity <laughs> with uh, problematic woman Zoe Kravitz. Uh, but uh, yeah, and that it features in that. And uh, that has a really good soundtrack as well. 
Uh, so that's gone out to some soul stuff. Anyway, back to you. What what are you uh, listening to? Well, speaking of soundtracks, mm. I tell you, it'll not be about one of those things we can't talk about. No, it's about Better the TV show Succession, which I've spoken about millions of times already. Yes, yeah, you have. <laughs> the soundtrack dropped. Because you love season one and two soundtrack, right? Yeah. Mm. But, oh, I'll go out on the limb and say this one's the best one. <laughs> it's incredible. It's fucking insane. Mm. It's so good. Never before have I been so spellbound by music with no words in them. <laughs> Oh, man, it's so good. And what about the season of TV? Is, is it a good season of television? Yeah. yeah, it's like the best. It's the best. Like, can you imagine, right, the worst series of Breaking Bad? <laughs> I, 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 I haven't seen Breaking Bad, so I can't oh. imagine that. Yeah. What, but... like, have you seen, you've seen, like, Game of Thrones or something? I haven't, but I've heard that the last season oh, of Game God. of Thrones is the uh, last one. No, but it's not comparable. Uh, the worst season of The Sopranos. I know you haven't seen it. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Like, it's like this high-level thing. It's, it's, the show is great, and the third series is very, very good. Near perfect, but the other two seasons are like the one, there's like 1% extra going on. So three, series three is like the best, worst season of television I've ever watched in my life. One of my <laughs> Awards anyway, no one really cared. It was because it's still fucking amazing. Yeah. But like the score is genuinely like one of the best things about the show, besides the acting and besides everything else. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you could just like walk around. I mean, they've got like it's the guy that the dude Nicholas. Prata- I've talked about him now. I feel like I've looked mm. him up a lot. He had like. Um, sort of like his career kind of started in like hip hop and stuff, like like DJing and making beats and things like that. So like, there's a lot of the music cut like derives itself from hip hop beats like 808s and uh, kick drums and stuff before all the opulence and all the like the uh, orchestral things and all the instrumentation. So like, it's really like rhythmic. It's like to offset the like the disgusting top one percent sort of opulent. Uh, dramatic seismic noise there's just like a very calm passing through sort of like 808 sort of trap beat the most of it is so good i don't even know i can't say any more words because i just not shut up (laughs) fair to say it's good and you like it yeah it's been very it's very good it's very good i'm not going to recommend the show because i want to (laughs) gatekeep but listen to the album or whatever or don't, mm. it's just, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Back to you. Um, yeah, so I've been listening to this little album called Plantasia. Um, oh, yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic album if you haven't listened to it. Very chill, uh, no lyrics, just, just vibes. Mother Earth's Plantasia by Mort Garson who was a guy who just loved plants so much, he made a fucking album about it. And uh, Canadian composer, arranger, songwriter, and pioneer of electronic music. Um, and this, this album is ahead of its game. Uh, it's from 1976, and yet it sounds like it could be released today. Um, kind of just very, you know, he made it for plants, people who love plants. 
Uh, I don't particularly love plants. I don't have any profound hatred of plants, but I, um, I, I wouldn't call myself a lover of them. I'm certainly not a fighter of plants. Um, I own a cactus, uh, which thankfully, because it is a cactus, doesn't need much love. Um, <laughs> I did receive uh, a, a what's, what's the name of the, a collection of flowers? What do you call that? A boo. A bouquet. A bouquet, yeah. <laughs> Boo. Such a fucking dumbass. <laughs> I received a flower boo. <laughs> I received a bouquet recently uh, for the first time ever. Someone bought me a bouquet. Thank you, uh, my girlfriend. Thanks. Um, I received a bouquet of flowers and they instantly died because I'm a bad flower dad. Um, we, we have a flower lover in our friend group, uh, a, a plant lover, Craig Baker. Uh, he's a regular old partner, mate. Um, growing peas and carrots and shit um, yeah yeah he's 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 crazy with it um, Titchmarsh. yeah Alan, appreciate that yeah he, he will I think he'll like that um and I listened to this album I thought man this would be it's a great that, album for... well I didn't know that beforehand so when I started listening to it I was like this would be a great album for Craig and I was like Craig you gotta listen to this album and it just sent me a picture of the vinyl and it's like oh that's cool um, and he said that he played it for you. He did. Uh, when you went over to his new gap. Yes, yeah, so I cool. was slightly... I had eaten... I'd consumed a plant. What plant did you consume? Oh, I can't... I'd be telling. <laughs> <laughs> You're not telling. <laughs> That's for you to know and me to find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was at... Well, the clue is... I was at Craig's house. And there were plants. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Changed right. the way I behaved. Slightly. Did you have a carrot in a bottle? I had a nice. <laughs> no, because no, he's done that. Gone, that's gone horribly wrong. I don't. I know. We, it's it's like the last of us. Fungal disease breaking out of that bottle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, did I? Have you seen the lentils thing that happened with, with me and him? No, I didn't. Can you show you that? This? No. Uh, well, when I was over there. And like, well, we were listening to this album. Mm. Uh, I was gonna go home because mm. it's like he lives in the north, Finchley Central. Yeah. Sorry, I just baited out his area. Um, he's the, so he's the top like, shagger of Finchley Central. He, I don't just <laughs> yeah. he doesn't. But like, yeah, he was like, "No, stay. Let me cook you something." I was like, "You don't. You not have any equipment?" And he was like, "No, I've got a pan." I've got a frying pan and some lentils. I was like, okay, and a microwave. Yeah, you probably should have used that. But like, mm. he put lentils. I was like, oh, I like rice. He was like, okay, rice and lentils, fine. And then he goes, how do you do lentils? Um, <laughs> so he put it in like a the, in the frying pan, which you're not supposed to really fry lentils. It's supposed to boil them. <laughs> um, he put them in a frying pan, right, quite shallow, water and all that. We didn't know how time was working then, mm. so we left it in for maybe... Because you'd eaten so much plants. Exactly. So many so carrots in the bottle. Yeah. yeah. And like, we probably left it in for maybe five minutes, which is maybe ten minutes too short. Yeah. And it, like, was the most disgusting food I've ever had in my life. It was so disgusting. That's where I got this... I got the idea to do come diamond from. Because... Genuinely, it's hard. I'm sure 
you or the, anyone listening, it's like it's a thing when you eat a thing that you know is the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth. Yeah. So rare. That it was genuinely what it was like dry yet waterlogged at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you still want to do come down with me. So confusing. I want him to lose. That's why I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I feel like um I've recently started to have to cook for myself since I moved out. And it's difficult, man. But um yeah, I've been like doing doing up recipes, you know, cooking up shit. It's pretty cool. I yeah. like trying stuff out. Um there's also an aspect of like, you know, the whole podcasting thing. We we regularly talk about Craig and I feel a bit sorry for it because we do kind of use Craig, who's like one of our best mates, as like content because he's just such a such a lovable but peculiar bloke. He's just got so much going on. He's, he's got a lot more than I ever do going on. It's yeah. not like he goes on his podcast and talks about me. Yeah. Like, yeah, because we've got we're when we're nothing compared to Craig. Yeah. What do we talk about? Just music. Good thing. It makes him all the more unique. But we're so Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's excessively, you know, he's enigmatic, uh, and with with a lot of humorous uh stories to tell. Um so yeah, definitely check out Craig's podcast if you haven't, The Meaning of Life. Um but yeah, so yeah, I've been listening to Plantasia. It's a it's a good wreck, very unique. Yeah. Um what about you? What, what else have you been listening to? Um, um, I've been, I've, I think I've been listening to. You think you've been listening to? You're not 100% I sure. To, I don't want to come across a bit aggressive. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Torre Moi. Oh, yeah. He did, sorry, the band did drop mm. an album, Mahal, yeah. uh, this year, which is very good. But I've not been listening to that. Okay. It's a bit twisted. <laughs> I've been listening to his debut, his debut album, Causes of This, instead. It's like, uh, what the like just it's basically just what the internet sounded like back then. You know, <laughs> with like, basic stuff, just chill wave basically. <laughs> but it's like quite good, and he's quite a good. Uh, producer, so it stands out in like the crowd of Chill Wave at the time, and it's a bit synthy, very good, like very pop sensible. His lyrics are fun, uh, but quite good. I mean, the day like the the intro, uh, I think it's called Blesser. That's a great song. That's really good. So I've, I've been I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, it's just like a nice thing to have on. Uh, see, that's that's some that's some personal growth from. From old from old Vinny here, you know, old Vinny Gale. It's just a thing to have on sometimes. But like, if I chose to engage, it's entertaining. It's a good album. Uh, from twenty ten, it only by five days missed the two thousand and nine mark, so it would have been part of my agenda about two thousand and nine being the best year of music. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm supposed to get into that kind of. Uh, <laughs> I would recommend to, it. I intend to. I recommend it. Tori Moore is a. It's a. It's a not. It's a nice hodgepodge of all the music we like. So, I would listen to it for you. I, I will. Eventually. But I'm not. <laughs> you're not me. Thank, thank goodness I for you that you're not I'm me. Actually, me. 
and Believe I've listened me. to it. You don't want to be me. Okay? Believe you, you me. want to be anyone. Why do people me. say that? Believe you, me. What's that mean? <laughs> Believe you, me. You. Believe you, me. me. That's, that's true. What's that mean? Believe you mean meaning to emphasize the truth of a statement. Yeah, but I get it. But like, what's the you about? Believe you, me. Why? Yeah. I know. Uh-huh. Believe me. You believe, yeah, believe me. me. Yeah. You, you should believe me. But no one says that. No one says you believe yeah, me. Yeah, they go like, believe you, me. Yeah. Yeah. What's that mm. about? That's peculiar. Don't well, like it. email us. Yeah. At Travis email Scott us. Burger. It's time at gmail.com. <laughs> it's morbid time. We can't even reference where that's from, but you know where it is. You know what's from. It's morbid yeah. time. I mean, it doesn't even appear in the actual thing. Um, the but internet. it's spectacular. Um, did you watch that? Did uh, I watch it? Yeah. Thing? No, thankfully not. I knew it wasn't going to be good because I didn't like the others from that, from, from Sony. I didn't like the other uh, spider-related films. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, spider-related pieces of content. Yes. Uh, so I, I didn't watch it. I've still not seen... Uh, Venom or Venom Two, uh, yeah, no. and I don't no, think Venom I ever 2, will. That Venom Two trailer looks like ass. What do you mean the trailer? The film is ass. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I, just, <laughs> I, I rejected any information past the trailer. <laughs> the film came out like last year, and you're like, man, that trailer sucked. I'm over it. <laughs> Forget about the film. That trailer sucked. Seriously. Um, yeah. What else have I been listening to? Um, I've gone back to James Blake. I listened to his EP before. Uh, the, the name of the EP is before I have that, that weird word. Um, his seventh solo EP. And it's really good. Very short, obviously. It's an EP. It's four tracks. But um, yeah, very powerful. Um, and kind of leads into the stuff that he did on the album that preceded that. Um, obviously, one of the, our favorites from 2021, Friends of Break Your Heart. Um, just a lot of interesting stuff. We also forgot to speak about Rex Orange County's new album. Um, did, have you listened to it? No. Uh, you haven't listened to Who Cares? No. Well, Who Cares? Uh, oh. No, I, I actually really like this album. I didn't think I would because the singles he released were kind of just meh um, and just like regular Rex Orange Countyisms. But uh, no, actually, the album itself is quite strong and it goes in a different direction than anything we've heard from him before. Some great features as well from Tyler the Creator. Um, and yeah, just generally, I liked it. Also, uh, we've got a newcomer, uh, Wet Leg, who have released their album, Wet Leg, their debut album. Uh, have you listened to Wet Leg by Wet Leg? Making waves, so I'm going to. Making wet all waves. Um, very, it's it's very feminist, I think. It's it's very girls' music. <laughs> you don't like that, do you, Adam? You know I do. <laughs> I do. I actually you love... You just started shit immediately. <laughs> I actually love feminist music. Uh, it, this <laughs> album is is very influenced by Le Tigre, uh, Le Tigre. Um, who are a feminist rock band that I like. 
uh, who I think also recently dropped an album, which I haven't listened to. Um, but yeah, it's interesting stuff. Think of like Olivia Rodrigo, but good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of it. Uh, and yeah, some people are talking about them being industry plants. End of the day, I don't really care. Uh, I think it's just really good. Chase Long is a is a banger. Um, Wet Dream is also really cool. And it's just like fun, quirky, cool rock indie stuff. You say Wet, wet Dream is cool. Uh, I love wet dreams personally. I uh, yeah, Harry Styles had wet dreams. I mean, he he did a cover of wet dreams, uh, yeah. so that should tell you something about the zeitgeist this is playing into. Um, why did I say those words in that order? Uh, <laughs> what about you? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, um, um. <clears throat> battles band battles have you heard of the band battles battles i've battles. not heard of battles no. no battles the band battles they are like this monolith of experimentation and math rock i'm surprised you haven't i do love myself some math rock so yeah they are like uh quite responsible for like a lot of like new yorkian experimenting during like the mid 20 the mid 2000s and the 2010s and stuff. I think they're still active like the now. Strokes. Sure. It's like, but like that in the way that the Strokes are responsible for, like, you know, indie rock and insanity, just general insanity outside of music. Yeah. Uh, these guys are like, they experiment and make stuff that's cool. Mm. And like, they had a lot of influence for like the album I've listened to is their second one, Gloss Drop, which came out in 2011. A lot of influences there. Gary Newman. You've been listening to Gloss Drop, but not Dross Glop. Not Dross Glop. Dross Glop was um <laughs> the the uh the B sides that released afterwards that I haven't quite got around to Dross Glop yet. But Gloss Drop, <laughs> uh, I almost called it Dross Glop, uh, <laughs> is very good and is very good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> critically chips. acclaimed as well. Yeah, steak and oven chips is actually quite a ropey meal. And I don't know why he liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's really good. Gary Newman was on it. So it's sort of like, again, they are wearing their influences on their sleeve a little bit. Uh, mm. May I recommend the song Futura? Futura, okay. Uh, which is really good. It's like this morphing. It's like an it's like a song that's alive a little bit. It's like the, the sort of music that makes you remember what Windows movie media looked like. <laughs> <laughs> all those moving lines and stuff you know the graphs and things that's what it okay. sounds like it sounds like how that looks <laughs> yeah that's not the best description is it that's a great way of describing music i love it yeah but it's like yeah it just sort of is like this multi-phase sort of stuff like this other uh, full album it's just it's just really captivating but it doesn't make you think like a you know like one of those boring ones when it's all words and that <laughs> but they do have vocalists on it like Gary right. Newman. Like Gary Newman, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Sick. I will You're definitely sick. be checking that out. And I listened to my Gary Newman record just to just to just to butt in. And that shit mm. slaps. Gary Newman slapping. It's quite good, that Gary Newman. Not he's not just a one-hit wonder. What's he known for? Cars. Cars, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I like I like ME by Gary Newman. Yeah, that's like good. Me. You oh, like yeah. me? Quite big fan of me. Well, 
well, I like we. Yeah, no, you don't. You hate we. I don't like we. I like no. me. I do like me, to be fair. <laughs> Good. I like me as well. Um, yeah. Okay, positivity so, on this podcast. Yeah, self-love. Um, I've also been listening to Arlo Parks upon the recommendation of my good friend, of our good friend, as previously mentioned, Mr. Baker. Um, mm. I went over to his gaff. He played me some Arlo Parks and uh, I, I vibed with it. Matt is a big Arlo Parks person as well. Yeah, Arlo Parks, she's, she's a great artist. Um, her album, uh, Collapse in Sunbeams, is really, really beautiful. Um, a lot of it resonated with me. Some deep shit and a lot of like stories and just very good storytelling. Um, and a lot of versatility and vulnerability from her. Um, and yeah, I think it's great. I I'd previously heard her because she did a collaboration with Easy Life on a track called Sangria, which I absolutely love. Um, but I hadn't actually checked out her solo stuff, but now I have. And yeah, she's fucking great. And I, I hope she releases another album. Did you hear that um, people are thinking that Moonshade Paul might be Radiohead's last album? Yes, I haven't. I've yet to watch the... Middle Late video. Yeah, but I've, yeah. I've read it and read stuff about sort of after the smile coming out. But I mean, I'm hoping no. I'm not. I'm going to try not to think about it. Yeah, uh, I think Tom York said he hopes it's not their last um, yeah, but yeah, I think I'd be okay if Moonshade Pool was their last. They're just sort of free spirits in terms of making stuff anyway, aren't they? They sort of. Yeah, I mean, Johnny Dreamwood's been yeah. crazy with it in terms of in his soundtrack for that one, Bendit Cumberbatch Western, get like nominated for an Oscar or something. Yeah. 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 But I don't, I don't worry about that stuff with like bands that go off and make their own stuff, solo projects, side projects, all that stuff. You know, Animal Collective do it all the time. Yeah, speaking of, I've actually been listening to a lot of Strokes adjacent uh, projects. So I've been listening to New York sort of hub stuff. No, but like what the Strokes members have been doing or did oh, right, themselves. Okay. Um, I've been completely crazy. I've completely fallen in love with Albert Hammond Jr. I think he objectively is the best stroke. Uh, don't say Julian <laughs> kiss. it's obviously not Julian Casablanca. The best stroke. He's the best stroke. He's the best one. His solo product um, is very good. Yeah. It, <clears throat> so there's Francis Trouble, there's Momentary Masters. I also like his debut, Yours to Keep, and Kamo to Lama. I don't really love his EP, but Momentary Masters and Francis Trouble are crazy great albums. I love Francis, Francis Trouble. Yeah, I, I, I love getting in trouble. Um, and yeah, I mean, you, up- you and Francis, as you always did. <laughs> I remember that you and Francis always getting up to trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, the album is named after Hammond's twin brother Francis, who his mother miscarried in 1979. Uh, and the album is described as a homage yes, yeah. to the death of his yeah, twin like his own birth. Quite a unique subject matter. Yeah. yeah, though I don't feel like a lot of it links directly to that. I think it's just like really good rock. Uh, like indie rock it's like take the best stuff of the strokes which for me isn't really Julian Casablancas's vocal delivery my favorite bit of the strokes has always been Albert Hammond Jr's guitar work and the crazy memorable riffs and catchy riffs he, he performs take that and just accentuate it 
ex accentuate it, accentify it. What am I talking? I can't even speak about <laughs> how good this album is. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, Muted Beatings is probably one of my favorite songs ever made. And it's great. And Albert Hammond Jr., I love you so much. Please make more music. Uh, that being said, I have also been listening to Julian Casablancas and The Voids. The Voids, man, they're fucking crazy. Like, they're actually insane. Uh, yeah. But not in a good way. I mean, some of it's in a good way, but most of it's not in a good way. Um, there are a couple of tracks I like. Uh, generally speaking, the only album I like from The Voids. I didn't like much of their first one. I like Virtue. 2018's Virtue, it's kind yeah. of more accessible, um, but it, there's a lot of crazy, wacky Julian Casablanca-isms, and uh, yeah, I mean, they've also collabed with like Mac DeMarco and Andrew Gax, and I don't know, it's a bit much. All your favourites. It's a bit much, that's my take, uh, yeah. and I felt that way when I was like 17, I like, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine now I'm worse? <laughs> I've got you are objectively worse as a person. Yeah. As you I'm get older, friends. you get worse. <laughs> I've just got even less patience for weird shit like that. And it's just yeah. like, it's fine until you get an album of it. Their first album was bloated. Yeah, bloated. Yeah. Need some activia. Mm. It's ridiculous. It was too much, way too much weirdness. Like, <laughs> oh. yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, another one. Uh, listen to a bit of a uh, bit of Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Oh right, yeah. Well, that that goes well with battles with the experimental stuff, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. But um, sort of on the more poppy side, like uh, alternate universe Tame Impala. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. Tame Impala. If instead of coming from Australia, he came from New Zealand. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> I've been listening to the 2013 album too, which is their second album, I think, as well. It's quite good. That is their second album, you're right. Uh, Swim and Sleep, big and banger. So good at big trouble, like you and Francis, I remember. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <coughs> Regular Monkey. troublemakers, me and Francis, you know. You know Monkey is a song on it, pretty good. <clears throat> Although the chorus is a bit annoying sometimes. Depends on what mood I'm in. Because I'm worse, I've already explained this. <laughs> uh, You're not always in the mood for monkeys, are you? No, you sometimes. Monkeys sometimes. Not the time to monkey yeah. around. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, really enjoy it. Nice. Didn't make it for summer vibes, but it is summer vibes. So that's the sort of summer vibe I want. That's good. Accidental yeah. vibes. I want some. Oh, I've actually made something that's quite good and it happens to fit a mood. My bad. That's what I like. <laughs> right, I'm not apologising for that. Because I'm yeah, well. No. I've said it. <laughs> I don't apologise anymore. I'm just a miserable kid. <laughs> he likes his yeah. summer vibes, though. He does, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm the water locker. Yeah. That. yeah. You'll go. That's good. Oh, well done. I, uh... I Oh, he's blowing the schnoz. Okay, we'll, we'll give it a sec. There you go. Go ahead. Uh, I've been listening to Johnny Marr. I, I'm just going off on everyone's projects. Yeah, wow. Johnny Marr of, of the Smiths fame. This is the every um, solo guy. 
Uh, yeah, pretty much, except for Morrissey. Um, <laughs> yeah. I actually have, I, I did listen to him once, and uh, I was ashamed. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, most of his, most of Morrissey's recent stuff is shit. But anyway, uh, yeah, Johnny Marr, his, his stuff is not actually that good. Um, I like his live cover of There Is A Light That Never Goes Out. Uh, I kind of prefer it a bit more. Like, I prefer his vocal delivery a bit more than Morrissey's, honestly, which I, I was surprised about. Obviously, it's still Morrissey's lyrics, but I feel like Johnny Marr gives it a bit more, like, character. And he's just generally a, a guy I root for more than Morrissey because, uh-huh. you know, Morrissey's a complete dickhead. So maybe I like that a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he has... He has had some good stuff, <laughs> Johnny Marr. Um, he's come out with this uh, this kind of collection called Fever Dreams Parts 1 to 4. Uh, he also has a hand somewhat in making the Amazing Spider-Man 2 soundtrack with Hans Zimmer. Oh, Not wow. sure how that worked. Um, and yeah, he also... I, I was listening to his album Playland and Easy Money is, is kind of a banger, kind of. Uh, right. But yeah, I don't know. I, I was just like kind of interested in hearing <laughs> what he'd done by himself. Quite an indifferent take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that's exactly how I feel. And speaking of solo people I've been listening to, I also started listening to Wings, Paul McCartney and the Wings, yeah. obviously. Um, and yeah, I mean, I still haven't actually probably listen to the Beatles but I've been listening to a lot of Paul McCartney and liking it I listen to Ram uh, really like Ram just Paul and Linda having fun on their bloody farm mate pretty good and then they did Wings that was pretty good as well I mean their first two albums were not great The Band on the Run that's a fucking banger of an album let's be honest and uh, yeah anyway back to you uh, I I don't know if you're going to see this one coming okay I have been listening to Bruce Springsteen. I did not see this coming. <laughs> I've not seen this coming, but this this is very in theme. This is very on. It is on, going back back in time a little. Yeah, you know the album "Born in the USA." We're talking about Paul McCartney, Marvin Gaye, Bruce Springsteen. I mean, yeah. you know, just going oh, back to the hits. You know, I mean, yeah. he's kind of sick, Bruce Springsteen. Mm, of course. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still making stuff as well. Yeah. Like a bit Is more Western, a bit more... It's not bad. Not bad. It's like... Uh, it's like Johnny Cash's last albums, kind of. If you heard oh, those, like the American... So really sad. <laughs> not really sad, just a bit mellow because he's old. Yeah. Like a bit more a bit more grounded in... Uh, and as we've already clarified, the older stuff. you get, the worse you get. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I, the I am the most <laughs> obvious example of how bad it gets when you you just get you just get worse. I don't know if I can stress this anymore. How bad, <laughs> how bad it's gotten. You know, it's so bad. You think, yeah, I identify with Bruce Springsteen. I'm twenty. <laughs> how old is Bruce Springsteen? I don't know. Well, he's Probably not twenty. That's for sure. Let me have a look. His career has spanned over 40 years, so he's definitely not 20. 72. 72. Same thing. Same thing. Looking good for 72. It's looking good. I'm looking good for 72 as well. (laughs) If I was 72, I'd be looking good. 
but I'm not because I look bad because I look worse. I feel worse. Everything's bad. Except for Bruce Springsteen, he's quite good. Yeah. Did you say he's gone better with age? Like no. Fine wine? But, no. But um, what do you mean, like music wise or like in space? <laughs> I don't know, but. I mean, well, I can't comment on his face, you know, it's objective, but, mm. but I guess so is the music. Do you think he's so a I'm just not going to say anything. No, the music's okay. good. Yeah, I think he, the, the 80s was his peak. Uh, born in the USA, that album's huge. And I think the press. Also, was, iconic cover. Iconic yes, cover. of his ass. The, the, and and, and the thing, his ass, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but like, there's a lot of bangers that aren't just born in the USA. Like Dancing in the Dark, obviously everyone knows. Surely, 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 surely we know that. Born to Dance. Run on the album Born to Run from the seventies. <laughs> yeah, you know that one, don't Classics. you? Oh, everyone. I know it. I was born. <laughs> everyone knows it. I mean, I actually think that it was a nice. It wasn't just like a nostalgia trip. It's like it's not too far away where. It could be accessible. It's actually all right. Mm. I thought maybe like I would I would reject the Americana, but I like it. I actually like it. It didn't make me want to move to America or anything. It was just like, huh, that was that sounds nice, you know? <laughs> okay. I lied actually. I have one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh I've been listening as most people have, and I'm going to instantly date this episode, uh, yeah. the new season of Stranger Things has come out. Stranger uh, Things season four. I know what's coming. I've been getting into Kate Bush. Yep. Uh, listening to her song, Running Up That Hill, The Deal With God, which obviously appeared in Stranger Things, and hence it is so popular. A lot of people gatekeeping. A lot of people saying, hey, Kate Bush has been around for years, and y'all been sleeping on her. But I feel like, first of all, Kate Bush is very well known. Okay. So, you know, don't gatekeep Kate Bush. But also, I am not, uh, I'm, I don't gatekeep me from Kate Bush because I didn't watch the new season of Stranger Things. And I didn't find the song through that season. So, so yeah, I'm actually a better person than everyone else. And um, let me through the gates. Let me into that good Kate Bush. <laughs> that was a, uh, Poor wording, but <laughs> pun unintended. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think that's all I've got to talk about. All right. Is that all you've got to talk about? Pretty much. Good. So yeah, if you've if you've listened to this whole episode and gone all the way through, uh, thank you. Like honestly, thank you a lot. That's uh, you put in a lot of effort, and and we commend you. Um, it's difficult listening to us for like two hours uh it's difficult for us to even listen to ourselves for two hours isn't it how hard it is yeah i'm just so much worse at this point you know just the way things are i don't know if i i could even bear myself for another two minutes i don't know how, how long we're gonna be able to keep this going honestly i'm just gonna go listen to bruce springsteen and try and cheer myself up <laughs> Some we'll, of see my how much, we'll see how much worse we'll be by next episode. Yeah. Um, Hopefully yeah. Jack Harlow drops a double album by next week. <laughs> That's the thing with the Jack Harlow album. I think people were expecting just like a series of 
his features, his feature on Industry Baby. I think everyone expected that quality for every single track. And so it was always going to be a letdown. Because this verse on Industry Baby is like objectively very good. Yeah. Um, leaving her, leaving my handprint on her ass cheek. Remember when you said that? That was good, wasn't uh, it? <laughs> it was good. It was, yeah. And he made the clapping noise. Because he's a cool dude. Yeah, no, he's slapping so many asses. So many. So many. Too many, even. Too many? How many, how many asses could a Jack Hollow slap if a Jack Hollow could slap ass? Oh, that's tricky. Yeah, that's tricky. <laughs> anyway, let's let's wrap up the episode. So, yes, thank you again, guys, for listening. Um, who knows where this is going to be? Is it going to be on our regular radio station, Quest Radio? No. No, probably not. Not for, is summer. It gonna, not for the summer, no. Is it going to be on just the Spotify? There's just far too much of an inconsistent schedule. We might as well not put it there. Yeah, that's true. Is it going to be on a Spotify? Maybe. Yeah. Who's going to set up the Spotify? Definitely Durell, because he already yeah. has Spotify. Yeah, it's going to be you. You're going to do it. I guess um, I do. Well, I don't know. You, I'll see how it works. Are you going to archive all of our previous episodes? Probably. Yeah, they're going to take a bit of time. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to go listen to those better episodes because they were made before now, uh, <laughs> then yeah, I mean they gradually get worse. Obviously, yeah, it's not to say that do. they're all bad. It's just that at the moment we are the worst <laughs> we've ever been, it's and we are only getting bad. worse. And yeah, the fact we're telling you this now should make you feel better yeah. about the content. I mean, okay. hey, we're not, we're not false advertising. Imagine we if know we didn't what say we are. this. If we didn't say this, people would go back and they'd be like, did they get, did they get worse? <laughs> we're telling you. Darrell, what, what I'm worried about is them going back and thinking we got better. Oh, no. We absolutely didn't. Like, no. think, let's be honest. They go back and, they go back and they're like, oh, babe, do you remember, do you remember that film like, like, the chemistry's off the charts like never before. No, it isn't. <laughs> we actually okay, hate each other. We haven't spoken for three I mean, or four months. I punched him in the face last time I saw him, and then he yeah. kicked, and then he kicked me in kicked. the face, and we <laughs> haven't seen to eye since, and it's been terrible. You think you know yeah. something? <laughs> We're the Fleetwood Mac of podcasting. Yeah, you know it might all sound okay, but it, it really it's the drama of the podcast that, that, that that's the main draw. Um, yeah, and you can hear it. You can hear the vitriol, the in, tension. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We just have little jabs at each other, little you know, little snickers and uh, mm. little snickers. <laughs> we, we have little peanut bars. <laughs> we, a, we just share a treat sometimes, just to try and cool off. It doesn't really help. I have a nut allergy. You knew that, and you gave me a snickers anyway. I was literally thinking that part of the game. Do you, do you actually have a nut allergy? I actually have a nut. I just don't like nuts. Believe it or not. Of course you don't have a nut allergy. Yeah, I just don't like nuts very much. Anyway, yeah, thanks again. And uh, yeah, we might see you next week. Or we won't see you because we never see you. Uh, Apart from live. Apart from live, yeah, that would be cool. Well, we're not doing a live next week, are we? Surprise. (laughs) Surprise. Oh, no. Oh, God. Um, But yeah, we will... Well, we won't do anything. You, you'll you hear us next week if you decide to listen, and we hope that you do. You hear the um, music, then you hear us. That's yeah, the that's that's the desired order. 
But actually, no, you hear us, then you hear the music, and you already have our opinions in your head. Ah, you don't yeah, get to yeah, yeah. opinion. Remember, that's that's a through line of this podcast. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course you did. Because you get <laughs> worse with age. Your memory, <laughs> you, you're losing it. I think this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah, thanks guys, and uh, see you when we see you. I love you. Love you? Bye? Perhaps? Is that what I say?